Good morning and welcome. It's 8.06. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy, live and local. Thank you for tuning in. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. The Russians, are they leaving or not? Some look like they're moving, but to fighting positions. We'll get to more of that. But first, we're going to talk to our friend, Dr. John. Good morning. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm on my way to the hospital. It's a beautiful morning, and uh, thank you for letting me be on the show this morning. A lot of good stuff going on, a lot of crazy stuff in Tallahassee I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, tell me about Tallahassee. What's going on there? Remember, from a patient's perspective as well, how these things could impact us that could be moving through the legislative process. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, it's a five-hour trip there and back. I highly encourage your listeners to someday go up there and watch the legislative process um, where they allow doctors to get uh, give 45-second or maybe up to two-minute testimony, and then you listen to an hour and a half of drivel between people who know nothing about health care going back and forth. And I have to commend one or two of the legislators who actually apologized to the doctors who went up there and said, you know, we really don't know anything about this stuff. You guys are the experts. And so there's people up there who do know, and I'll tell you. So the two good things that came out of Tallahassee this session, number one, saving more babies in Florida. God bless them. Yes, that has to happen, at least the 15-week and older. Number two um, is the medical freedom of speech legislation, which is going to be signed, I'm sure, into legislation, which basically says you can't punish doctors and medical students and others in healthcare nurses for expressing their views online, social media, or in hospital settings. That's been happening for me and for others all the way along. So that's a huge win. But here's, here's one that's really controversial. It's called House Bill 7014. It coasted through the legislature because what it says on there is it wants to protect health care providers from lawsuits related to treatment of COVID patients. Now, at first glance, to everybody looking, that sounds great. You don't want Dr. John getting sued because he's treating people, you know, with life-saving medications and somebody has a crazy reaction or whatever. And, of course, that hasn't happened. We've had great luck with treating as we and this legislation refers primarily, believe it or not, to hospitals. And what it's saying is that everything that has been happening in the hospital setting for the last two years, um, these, these hospitals are protected from legal action. And that includes, that includes denying patients the right to be treated with the medications that they wanted. It includes forcing patients to get medications that they did not want, such as remdesivir, it includes locking them up in isolation and not allowing people to be with them, to advocate for them when there was no medical reason to do this. And I can go on and on. So really, hospitals, and I'm, I'm, this thing sounds inflammatory, but they have gotten away with murder. It's both, both proverbial, proverbial and actual. They've gotten away with murder because they've not allowed the doctors who knew best to treat them, and they have been lockstep with these policies, and they tell their hospitalists and the ICU doctors, you cannot deviate from the policies. And so I'll be having a news conference today at 1 o'clock down in Kissimmee at my other office to bring out these, to, to highlight the need to have Governor DeSantis veto this legislation, get send it back to the legislature to, to kind of tweak it so as to not allow hospitals to get away with this egregious violation of human rights in the hospital. Well, it sounds like the hospitals have, you know, powerful lobbyists that have a lot of sway. Like you said, the lawmakers themselves have very little understanding or experience of what takes place in a clinical setting or in a hospital or anywhere else. So the hospitals rule the roost. There's a tremendous amount of money that's attached to that. They want to cover their backsides. So once again, their number one priority should be the patient, but once again, it is not. Is that, does that, is that 
kind of encapsulate oh my that? God. Yeah. No, it has not been from the get-go with COVID. I mean, the financial remuneration that they get for every diagnosis of COVID, for every time they observe CDC protocol and, and use remdesivir, the financial benefit to the hospital is overwhelmingly positive. Don't let any of them scream, you know, that they're probably poverty about this issue for the last two years. And, and um, yeah, no, I mean, the Florida Hospital Association and, for that matter, the Florida Medical Association have both been complicit with this, with this bill. And, God, I don't know why the Florida Medical Association is allowing it to go through it. It's, it's, a, it's a mystery to me how many doctors have allowed themselves to be co-opted by Big Pharma, by the vaccine industry and the hospital industry in this state and in this country. But it has happened to my profession. And, uh, you know, God bless us as a medical profession. The medical students don't have a say. So that's why we had to get this medical freedom of speech out there. I told them, I said, you're producing a generation of robotic doctors with these medical students. You know, you're, you're telling them to wear masks in empty hallways and in front of computers when they're by themselves. I mean, thank God some of the mask stuff is finally disappearing around the, around the country. The last place it's going to disappear is in the healthcare industry, which has already learned how to control our behavior. And, and honestly, this legislation has got to be vetoed. House Bill 7014, you know, it's basically saying to the hospitals that they can mandate that, uh, that the doctors not do what's in the best interest of the patients. And that, to me, is outrageous. And basically, if I have this right, if they do uh, and follow the protocol that the hospital has approved and something bad happens, nobody gets hurt by it, except, of course, the patient. If the doctor on their own prescribes things that are outside what they consider the regular protocol and something happens, they'll be without that protection that the hospital enjoys, correct? Thank you. You're, you're so great, Bob. You actually read the legislation. That's why you got your job. You know, you're right. It does it protects the hospitals for following government protocols. Isn't that insane? I mean, we already know that the CDC protocols have been not effective. I mean, when I got the argument, had an argument with an ICU doctor here in Ocala a long time ago, I said, why aren't you using optimal anticoagulation blood thinners? He said, well, I haven't seen the evidence. I'm following protocols. I said, the only evidence you need is your patients are dying in the ICU from blood clots, and you should be using optimal anticoagulation. That's not an abnormal or an aberrant concept in medicine. That is something that's mainstream and should be done, along with steroids and, yes, along with ivermectin which we now know is being used, and thank God in some states is being approved for treatment. So we have got to stop this nonsense of saying CDC protocols are the best protocols because you and I, we've talked about this before, they are not, and they're not the ones taking care of the patients. CDC is not a physician at the bedside listening to the lungs of the patient, and neither is Dr. Fauci. And I could have, a, you know, a great personal doctor that I highly believe in, but that doctor is under a tremendous amount of pressure, a tremendous amount of fear. They could possibly have a career on their line, lawsuits, and I want them to act in my best interest. But, gee, uh, when the force of the government, the hospital that employs them, uh, the insurance companies are all involved, it, it makes your job to really put the patient first uh, extremely difficult. Well, yeah, it does. And the, really the irony of all this, the sad part about all this, I go into five different hospitals around Florida, and then I'll try to treat the right way. And I'll have people come up to me, physicians. I see some doctors, a lot of doctors, actually, respiratory therapists, nurses say, you keep doing your best, doc. You keep doing what you can do and try to get, get these patients well because they see what's happening conversely on the other side when, when the doctor's just blindly filing protocol. So there's a lot of support for this in the medical community. The problem is most of these voices have been silenced. They're being threatened. 
They're being told that they'll be kicked out of the hospital or whatever. The nurses don't want to step up at this point. They don't feel empowered to speak. So, um, you know, I, I tell you, we're in a rough situation with these hospitals. It's like David versus Goliath. You know, that's honestly what it is. And I'm not that good with a slingshot, but I do have the sky radio, and I do have voices that are going to be heard today at 1 o'clock when we have a press conference down in Kissimmee. It's going to be out there, guys. And um, we're going to be saying veto House Bill 7014, Governor DeSantis. He's a great governor. On this one, he got, he got basically bamboozled by these uh, lobbyists, and, and so did all the legislators. They saw health care providers. And they were thinking about protecting their doctors, yep. not some big hospital institution, which is not a provider. They're an institution which employs or contracts with the providers. You know, this is a, such deceptive language for the legislation. I know it was not crafted by one of our own. No, abs- absolutely not. Uh, Dr. John, keep fighting the good fight. Keep working hard. And please stay in touch with us and we'll do our part. We'll have some of the uh, state reps and what have you on. And we'll ask them specifically about HB uh, 7014. And if they can you know, do a redo, a reboot, uh, tweak this thing, fix it. Because the freedom of speech for medical professionals, that's awesome. That's a step in the right direction. But you can talk my ear off. But if you can't perform your job and prescribe to me the drugs that could save my life because you're in fear from the hospital and others that's not going to work for anybody is it no way you got it you said the patients deserve the best treatment god bless you for saying this and for letting me on the show you're the best all right yeah, stay we, well you're, you're the best we need you to stay well you're the guy with the info i'll keep fighting a good fight too uh dr john love that guy 816 on the bob rose show we've got plenty to talk about genocide barbie cashing in 40 million bucks she made by being a trader Wow. Would you sell your soul for $40 million? That's a tough call. Details on that and a whole lot more coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky.